We all fall short of perfection, but have you accepted the second chance God is offering you? Find out today on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. God has given me a second chance to live in a different way. God has given me a second chance. I deserve condemnation, but he's given me a grace, not so that I can waste my life and continue to live like I was living. He's given me grace so I can live a different way. Grace! Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, President of Moody Bible Institute and Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you needed a do-over? Perhaps there was an important test you wish you could retake, or maybe a broken relationship you've been praying for a second chance. Well, today we're going to visit a powerful story in John chapter 8 about a woman who was caught in adultery and on the brink of being condemned to death. But before the crowd could cast a single stone at the woman, Jesus stepped in and offered grace. We're continuing with the final half of the message titled, The Power of a Second Chance. And to get us started, here's Mark Job. Little by little, the more Jesus writes, I don't know how long he was there, maybe a half hour, maybe 45 minutes, maybe an hour, he's writing. And by this time, he's writing around here. He keeps writing. The more he writes, he writes around. And the more he writes... The quieter it gets, the more they walk away from the oldest to the youngest until in my mind there's probably just a little boy left watching the writing. And then the little boy walks away as well. And now the crowd is gone. Not a person is there except Jesus and the woman. By this time her tears have dried up a little bit. Her hair's still just shoveled. She has the, te- the stains of tears down her face. She's standing there with his head down, looking in shame, probably still shaking. And the Bible says that Jesus, he stooped down and he wrote, verse 9, at this, all those who heard him began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Can I tell you something? Grace drives condemnation away. Grace drives condemnation away. You see, grace is undeserved, unmerited favor. Grace is something that we don't deserve, but God gives us. Anybody named Grace here? Raise your hand if you're named Grace. Yeah, yeah. Grace, come here, Grace. Come on, Grace. Come here, Grace. You know, Grace is a great name. Did you know that? Oh, and I just look at her, and she looks like a Grace to me. She's got that big smile. And, you know, here's what Grace does. Come up here, Grace. Grace always wanted to be on stage, I could tell. You know, grace is here. And, and you know what? You know, we're we're going to take another guy. You know, we're going to, we'll get our security guy. This guy, let, let's call him condemnation, okay? <laughs> you know, here's what, here's, what, here's what grace does. Grace, have you ever chased someone with a broom before? Oh, you don't have to admit it. Don't admit it. <laughs> but you know what grace does is when I'm right here, 
Condemnation comes. Come here, Grace, get in front of condemnation. I know he looks big. I know he looks intimidating. Could you give him a push in the chest, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A stronger push, Grace. <laughs> grace is full of grace. Hey, this is what grace does. When condemnation comes, grace just put your arms out against some grace. Yeah, yeah. What, condemna- what, what grace does is that grace pushes condemnation away. Grace pushes them one at a time, pushes condemnation away. And when you're full of grace, when you're full of grace, condemnation disappears. Jesus was full of grace. And because he was full of grace, all the condemners disappeared because grace pushes condemnation away. Let's give it up for grace. Thank you, grace. Let me help you down here. That's why every time I finish a service, I pray for grace upon you. That's why I want grace in my life because I want the undeserved, unmerited favor of God. I know I deserve condemnation. I know if it were up to me, I would deserve hell. But I have the grace of God. I say, come grace of God upon me. Jesus said, whoever is without sin... Let him cast the first stone. Now, in the stoning tradition, I'm not talking about like, you know, stoning, that kind of stoning. I'm talking about the stoning tradition. Now, in the stoning tradition, there always had to be an initiator. There was the first person that would initiate the stoning and everybody would follow, usually the leader. And Jesus said, if there's anybody without sin, let him be the first to throw the stone. If there's anybody without sin, the only one in the entire crowd that was without sin was the one that was stooped down riding in the sand, Jesus the Messiah, the spotless Lamb of God, who had never sinned from the beginning until the end, who never had a thought of sin, who never was jealous, who never never sinned in any way. The only one that had the right to condemn her was the one that was offering grace. The only one that could throw the stone was Jesus. But instead of throwing the stone, he offered grace. That's the power of the gospel. That the one person that has, who has the power to condemn you, the one person that can send you to hell, the one person who has the right to say, I'm perfect and you're not, instead he offers the grace that pushes condemnation away. You know, it tells us in... It tells us in John chapter 3, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he not believed in the name of God's one and only son. As I talk about this, here's what I understand. There are some of you in this auditorium that you relate to the shame-filled woman. And you're here today feeling, I don't know if I can ever overcome my past. Pastor, you don't know what I've done, and I don't. To be honest with you, I don't want to know the gory details. Maybe you're sitting here in this auditorium saying, what haunts me at night is how old my aborted son or daughter would be. 
I think of them and who I was and how it happened. Maybe you're here today and you've been a violent man and caused some damage and hurt to people. Maybe you're sitting here with an STD, feeling the shame of a life that you lived kind of recklessly in the day, suffering the consequences of it. Maybe you walk in this place and you feel like, you know, I could never be like those people because I'm this person. And I want to say that what God offers to you is grace, undeserved, unmerited grace. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Before we reach the conclusion of today's message, we just want to take a moment and say thank you to our faithful monthly supporters. They're very important to us, Mark. They're known as Bold Partners. Yes, thank you, Bold Partners. Those are people that have said, I believe in this ministry and want to help with a monthly gift. And you know, we just got a letter from someone in Malawi, Africa, and some of our Bold Steps partners know that we broadcast in Malawi, uh, northern Mozambique, Tanzania. Mm-hmm. And I love this, uh, what this man wrote. He we said, just have to share these, don't oh, we? They're we, so good. We do. They're rich. Yeah. We do. And he says, I'm very happy to hear your Bold Steps program. I love to listen every day. Today's program has touched my heart, and I now reached an extent of changing my heart for the better. I I was once a woman tester, and I have done all sorts of evil things in my life, which I deserve death. Mm. This program has given me a new heart since I was once lost, and now I'm found by Jesus through the message you air on this radio station. Praise God. Even my fellow friends today can testify that I am a changed man in the community I live, keep up the good work. That is amazing. Isn't that amazing? I love it. It's the power of Jesus. And I love how he says, you know, I don't know all the sordid story and his background, but it sounds like he lived a pretty wild life. But I love the fact that his community can testify that he's a changed man. (laughs) Oh, that is so good. Well, if you'd like to help us continue this good work in Malawi and every other part of the world where we're heard, become a bold partner today. And if you choose to give a gift of $30 or more per month, you'll also receive 50% off the purchase of any item in the online store at moodypublishers.org, plus a signed copy of Mark's book, Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call. So please... Prayerfully partner with us today by visiting boldstepsradio.org. Also, on our website, you'll be able to request our brand new Bold Step Christmas gift, which we'll tell you more about later in the program. But now, let's go back to Mark's message here on Bold Steps. Maybe you're on the other side, and you have the rock in your hand. And you're looking around and saying, you know, I'm a good, righteous person. Other people deserve condemnation. But what you don't understand is that God doesn't grade on a sliding scale. 
You're not comparing yourself to others. You say, well, pastor, I've been a good citizen, a good upright person. You know, I, I, I was in college when, when he was at 26 and Cal. So I, I'm, I'm a good person. And, you know, absolutely, they deserve condemnation. And you don't see yourself in that category. And I've told you this before, but let me, let me just remind you, if you consider yourself a good person, can I remind you who you really are? You see, the scale that God grades you on is not the scale against other people, but it's the scale towards his perfect holiness. The point that I'm making is that we all need grace, not only some people. We have this idea that some people need grace, but others don't. We all need grace. So let's just say, I've used this before, but let me say, let's say you're a good person. And let's say that as a good person, you sin on the average three times a day. You'd have to be really good. And when I say three times a day, I mean thoughts, jealousy, selfishness, anger, lust, sins of omission, things you should do and you don't do that are sin. I mean, wouldn't you say that three is pretty good? Like, I consider three like a cousin of Mother Teresa. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah, three times a day. And let's say you're here and you're 40 years old and you sin three times a day. Let's do the math a little bit. Three times 365, which is one year, would be how much? So we had a lot of public school people here. Hey, I went to public school too, so we're all like, I don't know, somewhere, yeah, around a, th a little over a thousand, right? Come on, a little over a thousand. So if you're 40 years old and you consider yourself a really good person, that means that if you were really, 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 really good person, that you have about 40,000 sins against you. I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, well, Pastor, when I was a baby, I didn't sin. Yeah, maybe you didn't sin until you were about four years old. But let's just say that when you were 16 and 17, you made up for the sins that you didn't commit when you were three or four years old. And some of you, when you were 20 or 30, man, you doubled, tripled, quadrupled. Yeah, uh, you, you made up for a way. So it averages out to about 40,000 sins. And you're standing before a holy God with 40,000 sins on your list trying to convince a holy God that you're a pretty good person. Can I tell you something, pretty good person? You need grace just as much as the person that you think is not a good person. The Pharisee needs grace, and the adulterous woman needs grace. There's not a one of us that can stand before God. The Bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. There's not a person in this auditorium that does not need the incredible, powerful, overwhelming grace that comes from our Lord Jesus Christ. We all, all, all need grace. And then it tells us in verse 10. Grace has driven away condemnation. Jesus is still stooped down, riding in the sand. And finally, when it's just him and her, there's no one else that's there. He addresses the woman for the first time. Jesus stops riding. He looks the woman in the eye and said, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? 
With a shaking voice, she says, no one, sir. Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. It's a powerful moment. Can I tell you something? When all is said and done, when your neighbors and your ex have walked away and dropped their rocks, when your friends have stopped gossiping, when your Facebook feed isn't giving you notifications, when all is said and done, listen, it's you and Jesus. It's you and Jesus. And here's what Jesus says. He offers grace that doesn't minimize, excuse your sin. He's not saying, oh, that's okay. You can go ahead and keep doing it. I'm just, you know, no, no, he doesn't say that. He offers grace so that you'll have the power to break away from the sin, from your lifestyle, and turn to start living his way. He offers grace because grace teaches us to say no to sin. He offers grace because grace gives us a second chance and allows us to break the chains of sin. He says to this woman, hey, I give you grace. He doesn't say to you, and go keep doing what you're doing, and that's okay, honey. Everything's going to be okay. No, he says, go now, go, walk away from the condemnation. And leave the lifestyle you've been living. And go and sin no more. In other words, repent. Turn around. I'm giving you a chance to turn to God because it's in that moment of grace that we wake up one day and realize God has given me a second chance to live in a different way. God has given me a second chance. I deserve condemnation, but he's given me a grace not so that I can waste my life and continue to live like I was living. He's given me grace so I can live a different way. Grace. Go and sin no more, he says. Go and leave your life of sin. A lot of people think that they're trapped, that they can't leave. But I'm told that in some part of Africa, the way that hunters hunt for monkeys, because they eat monkey meat, is that they'll get a coconut and they'll make a hole in the coconut, they'll hollow out the coconut, and they'll make a hole in the coconut just big enough for a monkey of a certain size just to squeeze their hand in there. They can barely squeeze their hand in there. And they'll tie a rope around that coconut and tie it to a tree. And then the monkeys, they'll, they'll go hide, and the monkeys will come sniffing around, and they'll see a coconut, and they'll, they'll come sniffing around, and they'll realize that inside of that hollow coconut, there's nuts and fruit that they like. So they'll stick their hand inside of the coconut and they'll grab a handful, a fistful of the nuts and fruit that they want. And then they'll try to pull their hand out, but they can't pull their hand out when they're still grabbing what they want. When they're making a fist, their hand doesn't come out. And so they'll squeal and jump around like they're caught and they'll jump around and the, the hunters will come out and they will grab the monkey who thinks they're trapped because they're squealing and jumping around and can't let go. All they have to do to be free is to let go. See, they're not really caught or trapped by someone else. They're trapped by their own self, their unwillingness to let go. 
What Jesus tells this woman is go leave, let go of the life of sin. Let go. It's time to let go. And it's time, what Jesus was telling her is let go and follow me. We don't know the rest of the story, but I believe, I believe that it's in Scripture, and I believe that there was some years later that there was some little grandmother talking to her grandkids and telling them, you know what? Your grandmother is who she is because one day I encountered someone named Jesus and he showed me grace. And because he showed me grace, my life has been turned around. And he's my Savior and my Lord because I encountered grace. And maybe you feel like that woman caught in adultery. Maybe you feel like that man with a cloud of shame and guilt. Maybe you feel like you have a past that you just cannot escape. And maybe you feel like God could never use you because of what you've done, who you've been, uh, where you've been, and how long you've been there. I hope that you heard in this message, and I hope that your spirit grasped that when you encounter Jesus, you encounter grace unmerited, undeserved favor of God. And so I want to speak into you. God is giving you a second chance. But Jesus did tell this woman, go and sin no more. It's not just a second chance without any parameters. He's calling you to change. But he's also telling you that your past does not define you. There may be people with stones around you. There may be people that call you names. There may be people that will never forget what you've done or where you've been. But I want to tell you that you have a new identity in Jesus Christ. And so I want to pray for you right now if you're struggling with stepping into that new calling, new identity that Jesus has given you. Father, I pray. I pray for that woman that walks in shame because she feels like where she's been, what she's done— could never been erased, that somehow she has spoiled goods. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you would just remove that identity from her, God. I pray for that person, Lord, who is surrounded by people that do not let them forget where they've come from. I pray that your words of grace and forgiveness would supersede uh, the stone throwing around them, Father. I pray for that person, God, that thinks you could never use them. I pray in Jesus' name that you would speak life, purpose, and calling into them at this moment, at this time, God. Thank you for dropping the stones, God. And thank you for speaking grace and giving us a second chance. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark. And wouldn't it be great to hear from people who made that decision today? Uh, Mark, we have a website called boldstepsradio.org, and on that website, you've actually made a video that can help people take the next step in their walk with Christ. Absolutely. So if you would like to know more, especially if you're someone that doesn't quite understand what it means to follow Jesus or you're new to Christianity, 
we would like to invite you just to hear a little bit better, clearer explanation of what it means to be a follower of Jesus and have your past removed and your new identity given to you. And then tell us about that decision. Yes, we love to hear the stories of life transformation. All right. Thank you, Mark. And by the way, if you'd like to hear today's message again, The Power of a Second Chance, you can hear it by going online to boldstepsradio.org. Now, before we wrap up today, we want to make sure you don't miss out on the special Bold Step gift we're offering exclusively this Christmas season. You know, Jesus had been known by many names, Bread of Life, Prince of Peace, King of Kings. But while most Christians are familiar with these titles, few of us have really taken the time to sit down and learn what they really mean. So as you prepare to celebrate the birth of Christ this Christmas, let us send you a special devotional, one that will help bring you and your whole family closer to understanding Jesus' character. It's a book titled Unwrapping the Names of Jesus, and in this resource, you'll be able to embrace the Christmas celebration each day of the month by dwelling on the various names of Jesus. Each day in this four-week devotional, there are prayers and verses and reflections and discussion topics, each one designed to help you gain a deeper appreciation for the Savior. So request your copy today and share this engaging Christmas devotion with friends and family or your very own small group. We'll send it right to your door when you give a donation of any amount to support this ministry. Just go online to boldstepsradio.org and request the book, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. Or call us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. You can also send your gift in the mail and ask for the book by writing to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Tomorrow, we begin a brand new series called Your God is Too Small. Discover how your perspective of God can affect your experience with Him and find hope in the truth that God is bigger than our messes. That's all just ahead, Thursday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.